0: What does
1: confidence mean to you? Confidence, oh, simple but hard to describe. I think confidence is the ability and, like, even like tapping to joy of being exactly who you are.
0: Mine would be, and I'm only thinking of this in the last couple seconds while you're thinking, being able to say and do the things that you want to say and do without second guessing yourself or questioning it. Mm. Mm, I, maybe I shouldn't say that or mm. can I say that? Oh, like, oh, I want to, I want it to say. Yeah no, you just say it. You have the just confidence to, to say it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people mix confidence up with people who are like, I don't know, either bombastic.
1: Yes. That is the anti-confidence. That is, I'm overcompensating you guys because I need to show something, mm-hmm. whereas I think confidence is also... Quiet confidence, and you just see and feel it in some people. I was going to say it's quiet power.
0: Yeah. Because you can't take that away from someone. When someone is confident, there's nothing you can do to throw them off their game. And that is very powerful.
1: And that's why some people are so threatened, because they like to take power so Mm -hmm. that they can feel powerful. Yes, exactly. Whereas quiet power and real confidence, you don't need to do that. You're just sitting in your power. Mm -hmm. And confident people, truly confident people, love to share that. Yes. And grow it in other people.
0: Yes. yeah, Instilling confidence in others is like one of the best feelings because truly confident people in my mind are ones that gain that confidence from themselves and they don't need it from someone or somewhere else. Mm Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada, and today I'm traveling in San Diego, California, where I'm from. Everyday Badassery is a podcast weekly that shares stories from people that I meet or people that I know. And the places that I travel. And it's really meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. Today's guest is someone that is so near and dear to me. It's someone who is one of the most badass people I know in my life. She's one of the most confident people I know. And what's absolutely inspiring about today's story is that we learn about how confidence truly comes from within, and it's the power within us to give back to others and help lift them up in their own lives. Alice, oh, there's so much I can say about her, but let's
1: let's bring her in. I'm Alice, born Yeombora. <laughs> <laughs> I am Christine's friend. I love it. Once upon a time was one of the clients in her kickboxing class where I first met you and was in two, 2008. 2008. It's 2020 And when now. this
0: woman walked into my cardio kickboxing class, for those of you who don't know, I taught fitness group exercise for 20 years. It's a very long time. And I remember Alice as being the front row girl who looked like she was going to kill somebody. <laughs> you used to have this look on your face where it was
1: like, oh, I ain't going to mess with that girl. Which is funny because I loved it when you told me that because... Anybody who's intimidated by me for a moment, they start talking to me. They're like, oh, she's not scary at all. (laughs) 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 She's real goofy. And yeah,
0: you are (laughs) very goofy. But when when you turn on your intensity, you turn it on.
1: I am very intense. (laughs) Yeah. So am I. Yeah. But I can also be very
0: easygoing. So I've always known you as being a very confident person. But were you born that way? And where did that come from?
1: You know, it's funny as I, I really believe that I was because I didn't have anything that was being taken away from me as a kid. Mm-hmm. You just enjoy the simple things. Mm-hmm. I was really loud. I was, the, I was born in Korea in 1984, and I was running around, and I moved to the States in 90. But all up to then, I was a rambunctious kid who always had torn jeans and, like, striped T-shirts, running with the boys. That was you. That was me. <laughs> and then I also wanted to have, like, pretty shoes with a buckle. Yeah. But, um... The first time that I, I think that, that went away was when I came to the States because I became very insecure. Why? I became aware that we're different. Mm. I became aware that we didn't have a lot of money. Mm. I lived in like a really dumpy place growing up and I had no problem with it. Mm-hmm. And then when the awareness comes in and then I literally stopped talking in school. In I first went to SoCal and then when I moved to Portland, Oregon and became like the, the, one of the only non-white kids, mm-hmm. I got teased a lot. I used to go home crying all the time after mm-hmm. being teased for being Chinese, Japanese, which is only insulting because they meant it as an insult. Yeah. And I like, stop talking. And I remember not wanting to speak Korean with my mom. I remember mm-hmm. her talking to me going, Alice, it's okay to speak Korean. And I didn't want to. Wow. I didn't want that yummy homemade food. I wanted macaroni and cheese. And I just wanted to fit in. I was sick mm-hmm. of anything that made me stand out and... I actually did stop talking for a long time. That's really fascinating because environment, right?
0: You went from an environment that as a child you were confident and comfortable in mm-hmm. to to one that was totally foreign and literally foreign and different. And because now you had comparison points of you being different from others, mm-hmm. that made you second guess
1: basically your world. Yeah, That must have been devastating as a child. It was because I was also having like weird nightmares and such. It really did impact me in a deep way, but I think this is a lot of what immigrant experience is for mm-hmm. um, Korean Americans, at least from what I've heard and talked to people about. And it's it's a huge mark of like what impact racism had on me. Mm. Um, so we moved from SoCal to Oregon, third grade. It took two years, me getting into fifth grade, where I all of a sudden started getting in trouble for talking too much in school again. I started like- Oh, that was I, real fast. It was, <laughs> Two quick years, <laughs> and um, and then that didn't stop. And then my confidence really started to grow as I learned things I was good at or things that I really enjoyed doing, like music and sports or dancing or like being with my friends. And um, and then athletics really took over it in high school, where the place that I shined, and again, it's comparison, right? Was in sports because I was naturally better at running in like track and field mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and cross country than other kids in that grade or that in school. So again, it's all comparison, but it did grow my confidence because I love that hard work in, you get something out. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. need money for it. You don't, It doesn't matter what you look like. You just, it's your body and performing with like your guts. So I loved that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And actually that's what carried me through doing athletics through college. Mm. One thing that actually really grows my confidence is being good at something like mastery and getting expertise is a huge confidence gr- grower for a lot of people. Yeah, But it's also because you're around like-minded people mm-hmm. where you s- feel seen and heard, and you just start to kind of like stop comparing and just be and Wait. just being. I have a challenge question for you though yeah. about that. Because yeah. I feel like when
0: you're young, it's fine. Like, let's try something new. Yeah. I'm so new at this, but I'm going to gain my confidence as I gain my skill. But when we become adults, yeah. we lose that ability to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fall on my face a bunch of times. As adults, it's like, I don't wanna try unless I'm perfect at it. Like, I don't wanna this try this new thing until I already know exactly how to do it. And a lot of people don't like to learn, grow, gain the confidence, yeah. gain the skill. Yeah. Have you, as, as an adult, learned a new skill or sport or something?
1: Absolutely. Oh, you um, have? Like what? The running started young. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, which a quick aside, when she says running, we're talking the girl who qualifies for the Boston Marathon. Well, no, because I passed out. (laughs) The girl who almost qualified, but passed
1: out. 200 meters before, passed out. (laughs) But most importantly, when you came to, oh, actually, hold on. Why did you pass out? Because I was, uh, heat, it was a hot day, heat exhaustion. What badass thing I did was I did cross the finish. Yeah. After I came to, after I passed out. And then a few months later i already did my next marathon because i was like that didn't lick me because nothing's gonna lick me i might not qualify but getting back in the saddle was important to me i remember what were your first words when you came to um i think i asked um if i qualify wait if i qualified yeah yeah that was what you said and i just remember numbers made no sense it was like looking at gibberish you didn't make it but
0: let's also just point out that you pushed yourself physically to the point of passing out even in extreme heat while trying to qualify that in Uh itself a lot of people way beforehand would have called it quits and would not have gotten to that point you are somebody one of the very few people i know that no matter what's going on physically you will mentally push yourself through it oh absolutely because you're very strong in your mind all right hold on bring us back to confidence what did you learn as an
1: adult What's skill or sport? Um, So, um, swimming in open water. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't do it until my 30s.
0: Okay, hold on. Share the swim that you do in the Bay Area.
1: Oh, so... um,
0: This is a very special swim.
1: Yeah. At Aquatic Park, which is right in front of Ghirardelli Square in San Francisco, where San Francisco Bay is by the wharf. I actually live, you know, within vicinity of being there pretty easily. And... The thing is, when my friend's like, let's do this um, leg of triathlon, I'm like, okay, cool. I just say yes before I actually know how scary it is because then I'm already committed and I'm just like, okay, now I got to learn. So we like swim in the bay with the sea lions and it is sharky out there, although it's brackish water, but they never got me and it's very rare. (laughs) Uh, It is sharky out there. (laughs) Not only are
0: there plenty of sharks in the bay, but it's cold. It's It's very cold.
1: Didn't you do the swim from Alcatraz? I did. I did. Yeah, someone took me under their wing and I was all too willing. And I was like, you know, it's uncomfortable, but you're uncomfortable for this long. And then you're doing something new for this long. And then at the end, it's pure euphoria. So what's
0: fascinating about that mindset is on one hand, you could focus in on the, wow, I'm taking a ferry to what used to be a jail and I'm gonna swim across the very sharky bay. And you don't, swim, you don't just swim from Alcatraz to the bay, back to San Francisco. You have to swim at this unique angle mm-hmm. because the current is pushing you so hard yeah. that if you don't swim at that angle, you're gonna end up on a different part of San Francisco that may or may not be more sharky than the part that you're already at. And
1: how long is that swim? Depending on how fast of a swimmer you are, for me, I think it took like 40 minutes. I'd have to check. What's the distance? It's a little over a mile. I think it's like 1.1. That is very far. So if you're, not a prof-
0: if you're not a swimmer, professional or non-professional swimmer, this is long. Swimming for 40 minutes is the equivalent of, in, I don't know current. what. It's the equivalent of drinking yeah. bottom shelf champagne. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I will say, I'm not a fast swimmer. This is not a place where I was like, look at me, Excel. It's more like, well, I'm learning something fast next to people who are way better than me at this. Yeah. And also people who are good at this are like generations older sometimes. Yeah. There's something really, really cool and fascinating about that. So it's not about being the fastest or the best. It was about doing it, period.
0: I love that.
1: I love the mindset of focusing on it's a little bit of hurt for a
0: lot of happiness mm-hmm. in participating. And it's not necessarily about like this hardcore competition with everyone who's there. Yeah. It's something that you're enjoying. Ah, yeah. oh, I love that. Okay. So you learned to swim as yeah. an adult.
1: I will, if I mm-hmm. could add one more thing. Mm-hmm. The re, the reason why it's so rewarding is not just because of people being like sporty and athletic. If you've noticed, a lot of people get into it after they go through something or they use something like endurance sports to get through something and mm. accomplishing a marathon to raise money for a person who survived cancer mm. or after you survive cancer. These are really common stories. Mm. So it's about the human spirit. It's not about that pure athleticism of it. Mm. It's a way in which people like really find something and connect to something bigger. Yeah, that's fascinating, which I love.
0: Hmm. I have a similar story to yours. So for me, I was the most shy, most quiet child to the point that Which they... Which is crazy that, for me to hear. Right? That teachers thought behaviorally something was wrong with me because I was so quiet. But my parents were immigrants instead of... So you're the immigrant. My parents are immigrants. I'm first generation. And when they came to the United States from the Philippines, all they wanted was for us to fit in. Assimilate. Right. You Assimilate know, they, or
1: die. Exactly. That's literally something
0: people... So, like so in, yes, exactly. So instead of them feeding me Filipino food, my mom made me a lot of spaghetti and Caesar salad or romaine with ranch dressing. Like, this is what I remember <laughs> growing up eating. Caesar with a K. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, a lot of Kraft mac and cheese, like foods like that. I never learned. My parents didn't teach me the language. Mm-hmm. They just wanted me to fit in with everybody. Yeah. And a lot of times that was just, you know, like, be quiet, don't speak up, like, don't draw attention to yourself, like, just fit in. And when I went to school and where I went to school was, and actually these days, the numbers are very similar. It's 90% white. And what was difficult for me was that I faced a lot of racism growing up.
1: You know, never talked about this.
0: No, I went to a school with uh, over 2000 kids. And I was one of a handful of Asians and (sighs) so I was the Panda Express I was I was teased every single day and I would I would even in the even till high school was putting up with that yeah and it was very uh, it's interesting because in hindsight I I didn't really realize how not okay it was Mm -hmm. because I didn't know a lot of other kids that had to deal with the same thing Mm -hmm. uh, because I you know I was the minority and so I was very quiet. And actually, here's one thing. Now, I have a very loud, obnoxious laugh that is... Which I love. Which is very recognizable. Like, someone knows I'm in the room because (laughs) I laugh very loud. And when I was a kid and growing up, I used to always cover my mouth. And I always used to, like, try to silence my laugh. Because I I never wanted to, to get any attention to myself. And it wasn't until... I was in my early 20s, that I started to truly gain my confidence. And where that came from was the world that I met you in, which is fitness. Yeah. I remember I had a day in which I was taking a group exercise class. I was in college, I was going to Berkeley. And I remember I was standing in the back and the instructor walks to the back and she pulls the mic aside. This is one of my mentors, one of the most beautiful, amazing, strong women I know. Her name is Q Kidina. She pulls the mic aside and she goes, I need to talk to you after class. And in that moment, I almost walked out because I was like, holy crap, I am so bad that she needs to talk to me after class about like my performance in this kickboxing class or something. And I was like, oh my God, I was like dreading it. Class ended. I went to talk to her and she goes, Christine, like, I noticed that you are so good at cardio kickboxing. I want you to become an instructor. And she's like, I am the leading person who teaches people how to become instructors for the entire Bay Area. And you know what she did? What? And this is really important, because if you have a passion out there and you find somebody, you take them under your wing. I did that recently with drones.
1: I got taken under wings for the new things I get. You gotta give it back. Pay for it. And
0: she took me under her wing. She taught me everything she knew. She got me certified as a cardio kickboxing instructor. And she, uh, so I was going to undergraduate Berkeley at that time. And she was going to the law graduate program at Berkeley. And she was about to graduate and then go become the amazing lawyer she became. And she gave me every single one of her classes at every gym she worked at. And so I was going to her classes. She groomed you yes. She respected this so much and she wanted to yes. give the clients the best. But you know what, the risk I took was I said, yes. Because in that moment, I could have been like, ooh, like, I don't know.
1: Because at that time, I
0: didn't have the confidence, right? I even thought that she was telling me to wait after class because I was that bad. Like, what kind of mindset am I in that that that's what I was thinking? And I realized that in that moment, like, we need, we need to be taken under people's wings. And we need to take others under our wings. And we need the most the most powerful thing a confident person can do is help to give that confidence to others and raise others up yeah like oh like that gives me goosebumps because it there's does. too many people out there who are just ready to rip you down like there's just they're all out yeah. there or oh take yeah oh read some of the comments on some of my YouTube videos like they're just ready to take you oh. down and it's there's too much of that yeah but when you have that someone who will reach out their hand and pull you up soon as you're up there, reach down, pull up others. Yes. And it was in teaching fitness that I gained my confidence because I realized I could help people in a very fun format to reach their goals in health and fitness, to have a great time in a great environment, and to command a class to do exactly what I wanted them to do Mm -hmm. safely, effectively, whatever. Yeah. And it was through that, that I started gaining my confidence. Yeah. And then that just kept going.
1: Wait. I, as you were talking, it made me circle back another part of what confidence is. Because mm. we said it's about that inner power where you're like not afraid to be exactly who you are. And mm-hmm. the antithesis of that would be fit in, blend in, mm-hmm. hide yourself, mm-hmm. make yourself smaller, Fake yourself into being bigger, you know. And I think once you hone that confidence in yourself and that inner power, the next natural step is to grow it in other people. That is the natural next step. And the thing about power is it doesn't get taken away. It's it's infinite and Mm -hmm. you actually grow it. Yeah. And that is like the ultimate thing that you can do when you can Mm -hmm. grow that and harness that power in other people and not lose yours, but really it's truly just growing within yourself. I think that's what evolution of my life would look like. Yes.
0: Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Cheers Cheers to that. Okay, hold on. So we have to talk about the flip side. I have to interrupt to say, do not leave the scene of learning something without writing it down. The Badass journal is free and available for you. Link in the show notes below. I would love for you to journal along with us in all of these episodes and do something about it. I purposely do not turn on monetization on these videos. I do not put ads so that you can be more badass without any ads. All right, let's get back to it. Because for those who are listening, at the same time, it's like, oh, like, okay, you're confident now, like you're good for life. And it's like, nah, it doesn't work like, Mm -hmm. actually can you think of a recent time you did not feel confident i can (laughs) oh yeah i'm thinking of which one should i talk about right now i'm like (laughs) yesterday uh one of the things i'm still gaining confidence around even though i feel like i have a lot of confidence is in flying drones Mm -hmm. a lot of people know i fly drones drones are not necessarily a thing that's just easy, it's, it's easy to fly and it's easy to not crash in my opinion, but it's not easy to fly drones in public because especially as a woman, and if you're watching today's episode and not listening, I'm wearing pink pants. Like I am very feminine when I'm out there flying my drone. And a lot of guys have a lot of things to say to me because they don't think I can do it. Or they don't think I know the rules or I'm clearly not a certified pilot, but I am like all the things. And so people want to say things to me all the time and it's
1: annoying. And I do- May I ask, what kind of comments like to bring you down or to mansplain? Like what? uh, what, It could be, uh, yeah. Like mansplain? Well, okay, I'll give you
0: two examples. Like tell you about Um, something you
1: already know way too much (laughs) for that person. (laughs) Well, recently
0: uh, it, it was, Oh, like what are you doing on your phone? Like playing games? Because like a guy was trying to talk. He was trying to hit on me while I was flying a drone. I was literally sitting on the curb of a random street, and and I and I just didn't. I looked up at him, realized he was talking to me, and then just went back to what I was doing. And he was like, "Oh, oh, you're flying a drone. Do you even know what you're doing?" And I just looked at them and I shook my head (laughs) and I just walked down the street. I was like, I ain't got time for this. Or another one would just be, um, and I'm not saying this is all older people, but there are a lot of older people who think they know all the rules in an area. And it's like, you're not allowed to be flying a drone here. And it's like, do you know if I can be flying a drone here? Because actually I was talking to you about this today. in the part of San Diego I'm in right now, there is a, like a five mile by two mile radius in which you cannot fly a drone, but there is like a quarter mile by a quarter mile box that you can. and I went and got my certifi- I got my certification so I'm able to go get my ability to fly in that small little area but not everyone knows that you can. They just know in this general area you can't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I have all the permissions, blah, 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 but I'm not gonna explain that to people. But they're just gonna tell me that they know better than me. And that's fine. They wanna think that, that's fine, but Mm -hmm. we ain't talking about it. Uh, Okay, so flying drones for Mm me is one. And a lot of times I find myself saying, okay, like I'm looking around, do I wanna fly here? Who's gonna give me a hard time? But I force myself to do it every time. Because if I don't flex that muscle of confidence, just like any muscle you have, it goes away. Because next time I'm in that situation, if I chose not to, I might choose again to be like, nah, that guy's probably going to give me a hard time because he is. Mm -hmm. But it builds my muscle if he does give me a hard time and I respond to it. Because then I get better responding every time. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you how what Lou what Lou told me? So meatball for those who've watched my episodes with meatball. Meatball's my boyfriend. He's from the Bronx. Sounds like he's from the Bronx. He's like, this is what you got to say to them. Oh gosh. Yo, I don't mean to be a dick, (laughs) but. And he's like, and then you just let it dot 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 trail off, and then they just go away.
1: You can just apply it to anything. It's universal right? response. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta work on my uh, <laughs> delivery. I'm pretty sure because I don't. I think I need I to go. I think might sound a little different than Lou.
0: I need to do one octave like lower.
1: Yo, I don't mean to be a dick, but <laughs> ooh, could it be like a hard stare right after? <laughs> I find that looking at somebody intensely and nodding a little mm-hmm. gets a lot of people really uncomfortable and to like do uh-huh. something different. Yeah. Compensate in some other way. Oh, I like that one. I haven't really tried it out so oh. many times. I've more so witnessed it. <laughs> Let's practice it tonight. I'm going to I'm gonna actually, so tonight
0: we are going out and about to the nightclubs in the gas lamp in downtown San Diego. And building my confidence in the club is one of the places that I built the most confidence. Because this is a place where people act like a bunch of me- mother effers. Mm. And it's a place where you can play with your confidence. Let me give you a perfect example. When guys hit on you in the club, and you can gently push them away, but sometimes they're very aggressive about it and, like, not nice about it. And if you turn them down, they will say or do mean things. Yeah, those are the worst. I agree. So when I find hostile ones like that, that's when I practice my confidence muscle. Ah. And the saying no in a way where you stare. And so, like, let's say, like, you know, um... I know you're alone anyway. Let me buy you a drink. And I'll be like, no. And you just hold it. <laughs> you just I love hold, it. Hold the stare. The beauty of these steps is like. It's, and it's, and it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And you just keep holding the stare until they realize you just stab them through the eyeballs with mm. your eyeballs. And then they go away.
1: Oh. I'm going to use this. Because I'm like notoriously like, oh, I'm just being chatty and they're nice. I'm like, mm. why are you talking to this person for 15 minutes, Alice? Mm. He wants to get into your pants. I'm like, really? I don't know. Maybe he just wants to talk. Wait, here, here's <laughs> a good one for that one. It's a, uh, you're, you're like,
0: they're, they, think, they think like they're, they're on to something good. You've been very sweet to them. And you realize that this might be going in the wrong direction. I do the no, but thank you. And I keep, and then I smile, but I keep looking, and they realize that that is closure, and then they go away. Mm -hmm. And it's it doesn't have to be a rude or mean thing. It's not. It's just. But it's very hard. And if you're listening or watching this, I encourage you to try it. Say no, hold the stare, but most importantly, do not say anything else afterwards. This is one of the biggest things I learned in negotiation classes: is once you've made your point don't do the oh you know like touch their shoulder or oh like no no problem like whatever like just say no and that's it don't say anything else
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's generally very effective okay but hold on These let's are get back tips to you. everything what what's yours a recent time you had to
1: flex your i had to flex mine i think this is when i was having a difficult time where one of the things i'm actually working on like despite being like a confident person having self esteem. I also really love to people please. This is just me like being <laughs> vulnerable and sharing something that I do. <laughs> yeah. And I realized most of it is just me because I love people, my people and I'm constantly wanting to nurture. And then other times it's to avoid being a bitch mm. or to avoid offending somebody. And th- when you were talking about saying no, it actually reminded me the two things I am, um, working on that is more specific is no, period. Mm. And an attachment to that is I sometimes when they say no, I finally say no. I overexplain that Ah. as if I need to, but I don't. Are you explaining it for yourself or for them? Sometimes I have to say it out loud to make myself feel better about saying no. Mm. Other times I truly feel like I'm gonna tell them exactly why, because there's no other way that it could have been the other way around, and I'm really sorry, but no. I'm like, no, I actually am just actually choosing. We're all prioritizing and making decisions, right? So I go, I can't, I'm not available. Mm-hmm. Rather than I would love to, but I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make it up to you. Da, da, da. I mm-hmm. like no. Yeah, just no. So um, yeah, that like goes with like not people pleasing, setting boundaries and saying no and honoring myself Mm. which I realized that saying yes to too many things actually takes away my confidence because it means I don't trust myself Mm. and if if I'm not not my biggest consult like if I'm not the person that I can go to all the time then we got a problem here
0: ah yes
1: oh that's powerful you can counsel with other people Mm -hmm. but you need to be able to come to you Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite um, sayings is actually by Oprah whom I love is um, doing the right thing is rewarded by peace Mm. not happiness or joy necessarily but just inner peace that you did the right thing fire and that's just all I think what we're saying is like it's all inside yeah inside yeah Yeah. which just explains why bombastic confidence is actually not confidence Mm -hmm.
0: no it's not it's really not because that type of confidence needs to constantly be fed by something external whether it's that person successfully put someone else down or that person has received some kind of outside reinforcement mm-hmm. that helps to continue to lift them up. It's not sustainable. It's not mm-hmm. sustainable. That's um, that's really powerful. I, I think it's interesting because there's this theme of how, like, how, like, with confidence, it's an internal thing. But at the same time, you and I gained our confidence because others who had that originally. In whatever way, swimming for me, fitness, someone helped to pull us up. And that can be passed on. And that power of confidence isn't something where my light is turned off when your light is turned on. It's my light lights your candle. And then we both shine brighter together. Yes. And that's really important. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yes. Okay, hold on. I know how I want to end this. If you could go back to the moments in which younger Alice was not feeling confident,
1: what would you tell her now to help give her a little boost? Uh, that actually makes me kind of emotional because on my birthday recently, I looked back at like pictures of previous birthdays I had, and I was a little girl, and I thought about all the things in it, and I wanted to go back and like, hug her and tell her, mm. you're going to be okay you're good. And if I were to describe the things that I feel are like really wonderful things I'm grateful for and worked hard for all the above, I I think that would sound really amazing. I think the thing would be, and it's classic, you just have to be you Mm. and work on your own inner skills, work on your own skills. Mm. I think validation from the outside is what kind of ruins some of the confidence you lose and gain during teen years or your young adult years and so much to prove like you're starting a career but truly if you really stick to your guns and stick to like being true to you there's just no better outcome you can get mm. you can be a lesser version of somebody else or you can be the greatest version of you and if you're oh. getting real good oh. at yourself <laughs> oh that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> like there's just no stopping you if you're the person propelling mm. you. Yeah, that's fire. There's a limit to try to be like anybody else. There's a finite mm-hmm. limit.
0: You, you can't be that someone else. No. That someone else is already that someone else. Yeah, You can only be you. Yeah, I love that. So one of the things I always think about is if there's somebody that I believe in to be able to do the thing that I'm willing to bet all my money on it's gotta be myself. Because yes. I am in complete control of myself. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't Anyone bet my else. money on someone else. Like I, you know, I might know them very well, I might have a lot of confidence in them, but I am not them. Mm-mm. And if you are not willing to bet on yourself, mm-hmm. there is some work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I'm always willing to bet on myself. Actually, I'm going to answer a different version of the question I asked. So the thing that I actually, so I tried something new as an adult and it was painfully difficult, which is learning to become a creator. Right.
1: Mm, I've only
0: I've only been a creator for about three years. And in that time, I've been able to and right now I'm playing a comparison game because Really, I love it. Well, you know, I come from Walmart.com and Amazon. I love analytics and it's easy to figure out where you're performing versus others. But basically in the grand scheme of creators, I know I have been able to build an audience and traffic of someone similar doing this for 10 to 12 years. That is amazing. But it also was amazingly painful to learn how to do it because every step of the way was brand new for me. And during this time, it was especially painful because I came from doing jobs in the corporate world mm-hmm. that I did for over 10 years. You mm-hmm. do it with my eyes closed. You want me yeah, to build a business so plan? You want me to build Excel spreadsheets of like whatever? I can do it with my eyes closed. And now all of a sudden, I am Google searching how to and then fill in the blank with whatever I was trying to do. Like how to edit a video. Okay, wait, how to do sound design, how to edit a oh my god, it's like how to cut the video, how to trim the end off of a video, how to export a video. Like, oh my god. It was painful, but one of the things that I did was I created my badassery wall. And what that was, and actually, if you haven't, if you don't know Travis, extra pack of peanuts. Uh, he is doing a badass wall after I podcasted with him, but I love it. it's, you write down all of the most badass or powerful moments in your life that you're very proud of. What are the things that you've done that you're just so proud that you did it? You know, like for me, it's like, I moved to New York city. I became a creator. I, you know, Phil, I don't need to go through this list. And it's a whole because wall. Because it's too
1: long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a whole wall of sticky notes. Yes. And I actually had it on the inside of the closet at Meeple's house. So I would open the closet door, look at all of them. I would read some until I started feeling good about myself. I really believe in you can move and shift your mind when you move and shift your body. So I would read some. For me, I would do 20 push-ups right there on the floor. And then <laughs> I would, would it. grab a post-it note and I would write one more. I'd force myself to think of one more badass thing I've done or something I'm really proud of, and I would add it to the wall. I'd close the door, and then I'd go do the damn thing that I was struggling with or losing my confidence about. Which in the past used to be creating these videos. It's not easy
1: to spill your guts and share yeah. your life story for everyone to be either be touched by, impacted by it, or to like critique. Yeah, it's brave that.
0: The critique part there are going to be people who are listening or watching this today that are very moved who who literally this is the hand that's lifting them up or this is the step that's helping them to get to the next level of their confidence and there are going to be plenty of emails dms that i get of people just being like your story sucks like f you and that's just part of it and i have the confidence now to be like well that person's life probably sucks if they have time to spend yeah. hating on someone like mm-hmm. a troll. Whereas it's
1: like, it's so worth it for all the people you do help. Can I share one like, side note Hell that is yeah. anecdotal? Um, Ready. I was, I was listening to an audiobook uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert, and she was talking about how she wrote a novel. She got a lot of criticism, and she was talking about, talking about haters. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, that's just part of life. But if you're not creating, if you're critiquing me and you're not in this arena, as Brene Brown would call it, go make your own fucking art. Yeah. I, I just love that because it's kind of like, hey, haters, like go do your own thing. No <laughs> one needs to, no one is making you be here. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking about two things that um, came to mind. Because as we were talking about a lot of this, I think we we're talking a lot about internal strength. Mm-hmm. I actually really believe in the power of asking for help, which I've asked a ton of.
0: Mm. I
1: used to always like go inward and do things because I am super resilient. I can do this, but I was also starting to become a very anxious person and mm. so like preserved about certain things. And the connection actually helps you get there faster. Not not get there, but like get there faster. Mm. So I have tapped into um, direct coaching. I've tapped into Mm -hmm. therapy and just tons of information that you can get off of books and podcasts. So getting help from the external parts, Mm -hmm. it's a huge thing that people should like to tap into. Mm. Um, And then the other thing that I think makes people more confident is being comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I, when I say yes to things that I know are hard, it's me going, I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm okay with that. It's going to be super hard, but I'm okay with that. I love that. And that actually grows your, that muscle.
0: I totally agree. That's solo travel for me. Solo travel yeah. is at so many times so uncomfortable or you find yourself, well, not or, you always find yourself in some kind of situation or challenge or problem, and you only have you to figure it out. Yeah. And yet I always get myself out of it, right? And it's just like, When I go on these trips, it's not like, oh God, like what's gonna happen this time? It's gonna be like, which misadventure is gonna happen this time? Like Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. Yeah. And I also think about asking for help. Like that is so important. If you are confident in yourself, it's okay to ask for help. Too often we think that it's a failure when you need to ask for help, and Mm -hmm. that's simply not true. And one of the things I love to think about in times where I'm like, I don't want to ask for help. It's like, just ask for help. Is even people like The Rock has is a personal Rocks? trainer. Yeah. Right? Even he has someone. Mm-hmm. Like, we all need someone who's coaching, helping us, lifting us up, whatever it is. And it's just, it's okay to have help, ask for help, etc. The best athletes have coaches. Hell yeah. All of them. And trainers. <sighs> all right. I, so you don't know this. But my closing question to the podcast is always are you a badass i already know you're a badass <laughs> um so actually hold on i would love to do a uh cheers to a commitment mm. so i would love to challenge myself to spend uh, if you're listening to this we are recording this at, in december 2022 i want to make sure i am reaching down and pulling someone up in 2023 and I want to think about how intentionally I am going to make sure I do that. There's a lot of things I create and do all the time to do that. But I would say, uh, and I would love for you to do the same thing. And I'm trying to think of how we can make sure we both accomplish this. Yeah. I think for me, I am, it's been a long time since I've had a mentee. So I always make sure I have one mentee under the wing in whatever it is. Mm. Before, I always had one mentee in the corporate world helping him or her to lift themselves Mm. up and climb the corporate ladder. Um, I did that in drones, but I feel, oh, you know what? I know what it is now. I'm going to help. I'm going to find a way to help someone who's been wanting to explore solo travel to confidently go forward and do it. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that yet but I'm committing to taking someone under my wing to help them do that. Are you willing to commit to something? What is it going to be? I am.
1: I actually committed to something but this is really going to formalize it. Oh I'm ready. I have been very very um, I've become closer and fond of my community and my neighborhood Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I there are so many times at which I've gotten so much from the community so I want to give back and in particular I was telling you about this earlier but um my senior citizen neighbors i really oh, yeah. i want to foster more of a relationship where i can give to that because there's a lot of seniors in my neighborhood i live by Chinatown and you know my neighborhood just has a lot more like older generations who have been living there for decades and it's actually i always think doing something that pays forward is actually a service to yourself you get so much out of it mm-hmm. it's like that power becomes bigger and it grows bigger and you actually figure out oh I thought I was helping but actually I'm really helping myself and they're helping me Mm -hmm. and um so that's what I would like to do as part of the community I serve in addition to what I've already committed to before like family friends and the nonprofit that I'd like to to volunteer with and whatnot
0: cheers thank you for doing this with me I think you can see why I love this woman. Alice is amazing. Be prepared for more episodes with her on this channel. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review. It really does help to distribute this to more people. Don't forget about your badassery journal. Link in the show notes below. Connect with me on social media. I would love to hear how you are reaching out your hand to pull somebody up. It's one of the most badass things we can do. Give it back. Go forth. Be badass. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao.